Hello everybody and welcome to Comfy Club, an excuse for two best friends to talk about video games. Today we're going to be talking about Call of the Sea. So we actually just picked this up, it was free on the Epic Store two weeks ago at the time of recording and I'd had this on my wish list for ages, for a long time, way too long, I should have bought it. Um, <laughs> but it is a walking simulator. So if you don't know what that is, it's a game you just walk around and interact with stuff. I've um, never heard that term before. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of puzzle games are kind of classified as like a walking simulator. Um, but yeah, it's a walking simulator. And big theme of it is you are exploring an island. It's 1934. You're in search of your missing husband. And I was thinking about this. I want to preface this episode with, if you want to play this game, this is not going to be a spoiler-free discussion. And if you go into this game without doing any research or anything, it does have some really, really cool, not twists, I guess, but like, I don't know, it goes in a different direction than you may think. Um, and then we'll also talk about the ending. So, you know, when we get to that point, I'll say like, we're about to talk about the ending. So if you don't care about regular in-game spoilers, but you want to, you know, not get the very end spoiled for you, I'll let you know before that as well, too. Mm-hmm. So first, I just want to kind of get your overall feel for it. Like, what did you think? Because I was, as we were, as I was playing it, and both of us literally just played this game, like this weekend for this podcast. So like, yeah. we have freshly beat the game. Yes, I so, beat it like a couple hours ago. So yeah, and I beat it last night. So yeah. I'm I'm curious because I wasn't sure like what you thought about the whole game. Well, here's the thing. I don't know how I feel about puzzle games in general. <laughs> is this a new revelation or is this something that's been brewing for you a while? Know, it's been an inkling for a while. I don't play a lot of them. I want to say the most I've played one is the Nancy Drew game that we played on your stream Yeah, that we had as kids. And that was hard for me. I don't think I ever beat that game until we played it together. Like, I don't know. I just... Hmm. We've played a lot of games where the objective is like we don't we haven't played a ton of puzzle games and something i will say about this one so it's really like mostly a walking simulator you discover like notes and photographs and stuff that have been left on the island and you kind of piece together what happened here Um, but you're solving puzzles to advance to the island and i will say there's really like Maybe what I would call like one or two, like two probably big puzzles per chapter. Um, I think I was, I'm looking for my phone so I could see. Oh, it's recording me. Um, <laughs> uh, to see how many times I texted you, and was like, I'm stuck. Yeah, and I'm stuck again. <laughs> so a lot of puzzle games have some sort of hint mechanic. Yeah, and this one doesn't. It doesn't. And then you'll also get, and I kind of thought that you were going to get more of this because she says some things like this in like some of the first couple ones. So one of the very first puzzles you get, you just have to find this like cap piece that goes on a thing so you can pull a lever. And when you look at it, she says, hmm, looks like something's missing here. 
you know, and that's something you get in a lot of puzzle games. And I was kind of expecting to get more of that throughout the game, where mm-hmm. if you didn't do a puzzle right, you know, she would say something. Yeah. So there's a puzzle in the like last chapter of the game that's a constellation puzzle. And I didn't realize that the orientation mattered. Which, when you look at it, you're like, okay, yeah, some of these stars are bigger and some of them are smaller. That's probably important. Crazy. Who would have mm-hmm. thought that they would have differentiated them? You know? But I didn't realize that. And I got lucky the first two times. And I got it right. And then I, on the third one, I didn't do it right. But I didn't know why. And so I just moved everything over one deal. And that worked. And so I was like okay, I guess orientation matters. And then I was doing the last one for a really long time and was like, what the hell is going on? Like, why is this one not right? And then it, I was looking at it again and I was like, there it has to do something with the orientation because that's what fixed my last one. But like, there was no indication as to why I had done it wrong. You know, like if mm-hmm. you get stuck in this game, I don't really think there's a way for you to get unstuck without outside help, you know? Yeah. So. But all the puzzles do make sense if you yeah. pay attention. And yeah. I think that's part of my struggle with puzzle games is I'm usually when I'm gaming, I'm all, not just gaming. I'm usually watching YouTube while I game. So I can't really do that here. And yeah. so... Once I like focused, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, this is know, the first game I've through. played in a really long time where I was only playing the game. And mm-hmm. I think I said something about this. I may have mentioned this when I talked about playing the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. It was kind of the first time in a long time that I have like sat down and just played a game and not been doing something else. And I enjoyed this game so, 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 so much. Like, I love Call of the Sea. So I think this may shock everybody. Maybe if you dedicate all your attention to one thing, you can enjoy it more. Like (laughs) crazy. Who would have possibly guessed, right? Right. So after kind of thinking about it and how I played it differently than I have been playing games, I think the fact that first of all, it has a direct storyline, it has an ending. Because that was another thing I was thinking about. Like, what was the last game you played that like has an actual end where you you get to the end of the game, you beat the game. Yeah. Literally, I have Miles Morales and I think that's the last game I played in years that has like and then the game is over, you know? Mm-hmm. Like So, I feel really good about this game and it feels very rewarding to have played a game, dedicated my attention to it and then beat the game. Yeah. So, it is I don't a know. nice change of pace for sure. Yeah. And it isn't a long game, especially if you do just pay attention to it. Yeah. So I think the I was looking up the playtime, which is why I was texting you, because I was like, if you listen to uh, our bundled up after we played Little Witch in the Woods, we talked about how we were both within like an hour of reaching the end of the demo. So when we were, I was about halfway through this game, I was like, how long is this game? Is this something that we can beat before we record. And obviously it was, it's like a five to eight hour game, depending on how you play. So yeah. Depending on if you're good at puzzles or not. <laughs> well, and, and some of them 
there was the first one that you texted me about, which was the the tiki puzzle. I got lucky and happened to see the thing that you need to figure it out. Like the clue for them is on the roof of these houses. Like I'm not looking up there. And then I feel like I was looking up something. <clears throat> oh, I think I was reading reviews and one of them was talking about um, like a hundred percenting the game and like collecting all of the things And I was finding it difficult in the next to last chapter. I missed some stuff in my journal and my log. And I don't know where because I was like, I think I'm missing something. And I went back and like tried to find everything. And I, I don't know, I guess I just missed some stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I do like that the journal fills out as you progress. And so that way, if you see a blank space in your journal, you're like, Oh, I missed something. Mm -hmm. That's really handy. But that tiki puzzle, like I had all the clues for it. I just, I wouldn't have put it together. Like, Oh, this tiki needs to go in the, like I, they didn't correlate to me for whatever reason. Yeah. It, I think the game leaves enough, like it leaves more up to you putting pieces together without any interference from the game. It does. Which yeah. I think if if you're used to puzzle games, I think going into another puzzle game, if we played one that was similar to this, I think we would be more aware of that. Mm-hmm. But going into games like freaking Nancy Drew, where you call your dad and he's like, have you tried doing this thing yet? And you're like, nope, okay. And you go and do it. You know, like mm-hmm. when you're not getting that kind of, like feedback from the game, I think it's very difficult. I think it is because I don't play a lot of puzzle games and a lot of games I play, you know, you just kind of, you can force yourself into progressing. Yeah. So like I would get a clue sometimes to be like, I don't need that. I'll figure this out. And it's like, no, every clue is there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Very important. Yeah. That was something I did really like is... And then especially in the journal, like, it has the clues you need all laid out together. Yes. Um, and and so it's very obvious. Like, you're never like, did I pick something up? Which one of these is it? Like, when you're looking at your journal, like, okay, cool. These two, this spread is filled out. Everything I need should be here, you know? Mm-hmm. But then trying to figure that out. And again, there's no feedback. So there's not just like, hmm, it's close, but not quite right. Like, yeah. You just got to do it until it's right. So, I also really like a game that requires me to, like, write stuff down. And really? I don't know if you did this. Yeah, like, look at I did here. Not. I did not write anything down. These are all of my notes for Coral Island right now. I just, oh I love God. writing stuff down for a game. But, yeah, I had to have a little notepad because even though she puts, like, the clues in the journal... There's some puzzles, like the drum puzzle. Like, I had to write down a number for each drum and listen, be like, okay, that was a one, one, two. That was the hardest puzzle for me because the big middle drum and the right drum, I was complaining to They sound similar, yeah. Yeah, I was complaining to them about this last night is I had to redo that one so many times. The hardest puzzle for me. Because unless they're played, like, back-to-back, it's so difficult to hear the difference between the the medium and the low drum. Like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I was really bothered by that. I also would be interested to see, like, if they have any accessibility settings. That's what that. I was wondering, too. It was like, how, like, literally how when I was doing that, that puzzle, out? I was like, yeah. if I couldn't hear, <clears throat> how would you do this puzzle? Yeah, exactly. And there's not anything else in the game that requires you to actually listen, you know? Because mm-hmm. there's, subtitles were, I think, already enabled, you know, when I started the game. Like, that's the default setting. So I would be curious if there were any sort of accessibility settings because there wasn't any visual indicator or anything like that mm-hmm. for this. I guess actually there is another sound-based one when you have to get go listen to the eyeballs and you have to like hear the right one and it gets louder when you get close. Like you could just walk around oh. and figure all them out. But I don't think if you couldn't yeah. hear the game, you wouldn't know what was going on in there. I just, you know? I was just clicking around on everything you could click around on. I didn't even... No, that oh, they yeah. got louder. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but without any sound, you wouldn't even know that there was anything going on in there. You know? I don't know. I think with, like, the walking simulator style, you just kind of get used to panning over everything, making yeah. sure you're not missing anything. So, yeah. Did you get any achievements, though? I didn't. I was going to... I meant to look broken. that up. Are there achievements for this there game? There are achievements... In the Epic store. And, like, one of them is completing chapter one. And it says 0% of players got it. So... Oh, weird. Then, yeah, I, I would assume I that busted. it's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to go back and replay some chapters. Because there is completion. And you can go back and select specific chapters to play. Um, hmm. So, I know I obviously missed literally one thing in the journal. And I was looking for... I could not find it. I missed one thing in the journal in, like, chapter five... And then there are also secret objectives. And I got one on one chapter. And then there are two more chapters that have secret secret objectives that I did not get. And I have to have them. So How do you see that you have those or not? When you go to view the chapters, so on the main menu screen it says chapter selection. You mm-hmm. can look at the chapters and it'll tell you what percent of uh, journal pages you have if you got the secret objective. And then... There's, like, some other stat that it tracks, I think, but I don't remember. Interesting. Yes. So now you don't have to replay the whole game. You can just pick what chapter, you know. Mm. So. But, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like some of the puzzles, I think one of the other things they did really well with the puzzles is most of the time you did not have to run back and forth between a bunch of different places a lot, you know. A lot of times what you were doing and the puzzle were like close enough together. I will say the organ one, yes. that one felt really far. Yes. Especially for one piece of information that you could have gotten before, in my opinion, you know? And then, um, what was the other one that felt really far? I feel like the eyeball one felt kind of far, but only because... For some reason, I didn't get that third one until the very end. Like, I had to go back for it. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So. I think post-beating the game, that organ one, like piano organ. uh, Oh, yes. (laughs) Talk about organs and eyeballs. Yeah. Organ (laughs) like a musical instrument. Yes. I think that was the hardest puzzle for me. Just because... 
that one clue where you're saying, well, you have to look and match the things up. Like I was completely ignoring that clue. I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't need that. And yeah. 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 So this is going to be a spoiler for this one puzzle. Um, just to give you guys a taste of like how complicated this one puzzle was. And in, in my opinion, I think is the most complicated one by far. It had the most pieces and the most movement that you had to do. So there's this big organ that's made out of um, basalt columns. And so it's positioned in the ocean also. So you have to open up specific pipes, but that's also affected by the tide level. So you have to go figure out the tide level. And then you also have to have gotten the notes you need from this other puzzle that you had to do, which was one of those things where like, when you move one thing, it moves two things. When you move this, it moves two different ones. And like, Mm -hmm. you had to get them all right. And so you had to get the notes from that. Sorry, you had to get the frequencies from that. Then you had to match the frequencies to the notes on a keyboard. They gave you symbols. And then you had to match those symbols. Sorry. And then after that, then you have to go get the tide level. Because then you have to go back to the camp where the keyboard is, which is a pretty far walk for this game. And then you had to translate the original symbols to the new symbols based on the tide level. Because musically it makes sense because like the notes would change because there's not as much space in those columns now. But then you, so you have to go and find the new symbols, run all the way back to the organ. Make sure those ones are open. Everything else is closed. You also have to use your journal to figure out what the date is so that Mm -hmm. you can look at the calendar and see what phase of the moon you're in. Because for some reason, that's also a component. You know, tides. Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, that one was a lot. That one was a lot. I don't think you had to go back and forth to the camp. Like, I think you could have gotten all the clues you needed from the camp and then seen the No, because I had gone all the way through that slideshow and was like, uh-huh. oh, okay, like, do-do-do. You could, hypothetically, if you wrote it down. Yes. If you wrote it down in real life, you could. But she won't write it in her journal until you know what level the tide is. She won't write down the correct one. So gotcha. she just won't write them down. Yeah. Yes. So, well, yeah. I was running back and forth the whole game, you know, yeah. trying to figure things out. So, yeah. And then yeah. there was one, there was a journal thing that I was like scouring that beach for because I was, I could see I was missing one little slot on there. And it, you just had to walk close enough to the shore when she talks about like, how she used to be afraid of storms or something, and she mm-hmm. might be able to see something in, when the lightning flashes. She, I just didn't walk close enough to the water, I guess. Yeah. So I was like wandering around, and then she walked close enough, and then I saw my little journal thing pop up, and I was like, seriously? We couldn't have gotten that anywhere on this beach? It had to be right here? Okay. Mm-hmm. Man. I do really like the story of this game. I do too. I really love it. So. A little bit more about the story. So this is going to be kind of like a thematic spoiler. This is a Lovecraftian 
universe game. So your character has this illness. Her husband is off trying to find a cure for her illness. Um, They go missing. She gets a package that's like, it's basically a scavenger hunt. You know, it's got clues and stuff in it. So she follows him basically to where he was in Tahiti um, to go try to find him. And big spoiler, big spoiler, cover your ears or skip ahead. Let's say 30 seconds or so. (laughs) Um, Your character is one of the race of deep ones, which if you've played any other Call of Cthulhu or Lovecraft game is a race of people that are half fish, basically. I Um, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this game has a lot of references to other things in the Lovecraft universe um we get that one shot of cthulhu in the distance that one time in the game um going into this game i think i i think when i first added it to my wish list i had known that it was like a lovecraftian game but then when i started it i didn't do any additional like i didn't look through it or anything i just was like time to play the game so i had forgotten that at the very beginning, it's very obvious they're speaking, um, oh gosh, I don't know what the language is, but like basically all that nonsense language. I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is like a Cthulhu game. Okay. I was very nervous for the entire first half of the game because I've watched a lot of games that are Cthulhu, Lovecraft, Dagon kind of games. And so I was expecting there to be like jump scares or something like creepy going on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, which was so refreshing. Like once we once we got into honestly the creepier part of the game, you know, when we get to that shipwreck, I was like, cool, this is this is actually just a walking sim puzzle game. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be anything scary. There's not going to be a jump scare. There's not going to be like something creepy going on. Like, yeah, just a, it was a shockingly chill game. So I don't know. There's some giant squids and I hate squid. He was so friendly. Mm. He's so friendly. He was so cute. I don't trust squid. They'll bite you with their beaks. Or they'll nuzzle you. No. They'll appreciate your beauty with their huge, gigantic eyes. Oh, no. Caress your cheeks with their many tentacles. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with Lovecraft, I, so... I was kind of curious how you would feel about the game um, because of that. Because I was like, I don't think JC's really, like, played or watched anything like that. So Mm-mm. No, but I really liked the story. I really liked uh, the voice acting. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Also, the graphics. Very this, good. Oh, this it's a beautiful game, game is, I think, maybe the most beautiful game I've played in years. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely beautiful. So gorgeous. And it's made with Unreal Engine. So, you know, there's kind of a expectation there of kind of what it's going to look like but i mean just absolutely beautiful and 
I mean, we're talking huge set design, basically. Like, it's not just tiny little contained rooms. Like, we're talking big, expansive levels, huge vistas. But yeah, so the graphics are beautiful. I I was in love with this game. I just was walking around, like, looking at everything all the time. It was great. Yeah. There was one part in the game after you do the constellation puzzle and then you have to like walk around a corner and you're like in the temple. Mm-hmm. My brightness was turned down so low. I like couldn't see. And so then I went to adjust it and it was like, you know, slide the slider to the middle icons barely visible. I was like, well, I can't even see the middle guy at all. Yeah. So, but yeah. It is a really pretty game, for sure. And there's there's a couple scenes in it where you swim through these, like, current things. And so you don't... So gorgeous. Yeah, and you're not doing anything. You're not controlling anything. So you just get to sit there and look mm-hmm. around. Oh. Yeah, it is... It's gorgeous. I mean, like, I would recommend this game just on visuals alone. It was so good. And... You know, we'll talk about this when we get to ratings too, but the controls, I felt like were very solid. I never felt like I had any difficulty, like, utilizing them, you know, which can really, like, negatively impact a game. Mm -hmm. Because, like, yeah, if it looks beautiful, that's great. But, like, when you're trying to pixel hunt and find, like, do I need to click on this or do I need to click on that? Like, that becomes really tedious. And you're like, wow, what are this, what a beautiful mural now I have to figure out which one of these lines it wants me to click on or anything. Like, yeah. no, I never had any problems with, like, interacting with things. And it was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. Well, you want to talk about the ending really quick? And then we can get into our ratings? Yes, let's talk about it. Okay. I, I'm so glad you texted me and were like, have you gotten to the part where you have to make a decision? Yeah. Because I need to be prepared. Yeah. For, I was not prepared and I was like, oh no. Yeah. Like, I don't play a lot of games where you have to actually make decisions that impact the story of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I mentioned it briefly when I talked about strange horticulture that I realized way too late in the game that the decisions I was making impacted the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. So, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, yeah. And I was... Pr- I. After you said you have to make a decision, it was like, well, you can really tell what yes. the decision is going to be. The game is really like walking you through it. So yeah. this is going to be, we're going to talk about the very end of the game. So this is going to be some spoilers for that. So I'm going to say, uh, probably skip ahead like five minutes or so. Um, I may put in like a timestamp, like an audio timestamp in here that's like, skip ahead to this time if you don't want to hear about the very end of the game. So... To skip the spoilers, you can go ahead and skip ahead to 3413. All right, you've been warned. Now we can talk about it. (laughs) Yay. So at the very end of the game, um, you are, you discover and kind of come to terms with the fact that you are a deep one, um, which like I said before, is a race of half fish creatures in Lovecraft mythos. And 
you were very sick and your mother was also sick and died of this illness because it's kind of like once they reach a certain age of maturity, they have to go through this ritual in order to like fully transform into a deep one because they're not like full-blooded deep ones, I think is what we're supposed to get from that. Um, so I tried to do a little bit more research on this and there are like there are lots of instances of deep ones mating with humans and you get sort of like a half creature that can become a deep one later. So I think that's kind of what was going on here. Um, so when Harry, your husband goes to this Island, he figures this out. He figures out what is causing your illness and there's not a cure for it except for fully becoming a deep one. And he also realizes he kind of goes through this like phase where he's like, maybe I can become a deep one. I can go through this ritual and follow her, you know, and then we can basically like be together as deep ones. Um, and then he realizes that it won't work on him, that it will kill him. So he's very smart, man. So smart. And this is another thing too. Um, Actually, I'll mention this afterwards because I don't I want this to be outside the spoiler part, you know. Um, so you get to the end of the game and you realize like that Harry has tricked you because he he knew you would never choose like if he was there and was like, all right, choose becoming a deep one and living kind of like this beautiful, wonderful life that you've been granted by fate, you know, you become immortal and live in a beautiful underwater, like Atlantis, essentially. Or, you know, he's like, she would never choose that over staying with me because they're very much in love. It's very cute. Mm -hmm. So he tricks you into thinking that he did the ritual and died so that you will choose to become a deep one since you have nothing left to live for, essentially. <laughs> right. Um. And because you're smart, you figure it out, you know. And so the very end of the game is, do you want to go live in beautiful Atlantis forever? Or do you want to go back and be with Harry and die a slow, painful, diseased death as you, you know, become covered in liver spots and dehydrate, essentially, I guess. <laughs> so... When I got to that point, I had texted JC to see if she had gotten to that point because I wanted to choose the opposite one of her so that we could both like play through that. Um, and I didn't want to spoil it. So I just texted her and then she got up this morning so early and played it. And I'm not a night owl. No. We somehow, through best friend telepathy, I guess, I was really, I really thought you were going to pick going with Harry. I really did. But we picked opposite ones. And I went and died a slow, painful death with my husband. And we, and we enjoyed our company for the days that remained. And then JC went and lived in beautiful Atlantis. So. Well, here was my reasoning. So I was like, oh, it was really hard. Yeah, but I sat there for a long time trying to decide. But so a lot of people die during this expedition that your husband goes on. Mm -hmm. And then I just knew he would feel like if this was a real scenario, like 
what kind of guilt he would live with, you know, that I chose this painful death over, you know, a mortal life just to have a couple more years with him. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. And then all those people's deaths would have been for nothing. And uh, it's just, yeah. And then, you know, he could could have theoretically, you know, had – another better life you find out at the end he has a miserable life either way i wouldn't call it miserable but he's he's very sad and lonely after you are no longer there yes in both scenarios yeah so yeah i don't know it was hard though yeah but i was like well you know if he went through all of this effort to try to keep me here anyway yeah. It seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. And I think if you were there in that moment, after being in so much pain from this disease for all these years, and finally being in a place where you feel not only no pain, but you feel better than you ever have in your whole life. Yeah. Like, ooh, man, that is true love if you'll give that up, but I think that'd be really hard to do. Yeah, I do love that, like, at the very end of the game, it gives you that choice, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. So, again, I'm surprised we picked different things. I am, and, too. I kinda... And I'm also kind of surprised we picked different things, and we went the directions that we did. Because if I you had know. asked me beforehand, I would have been like, well, if we picked different ones, I would have expected us to pick the opposites. For sure. That's yeah. very interesting. That is interesting. There's probably some psychological explanation for it, I'm sure. (laughs) It's because you're about to get married, and I've been married for almost 10 years. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, do you want to get into our rankings? Yes, let's do it. Okay. All right, so we'll start with story. Five out of five. Five out of five, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, before we move on from story, uh, I want to talk about this thing that I didn't want to put in the spoilery section. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, the love between Nora and Harry is so cute. It's so cute. I love it. They are so precious, and they love each other so much, and they, like, I think part of it is because I'm putting this, like, lens of, like, historic marriage kind of on it you know right um if you're aware of like the the current marriage and dating climate you know there's been a lot of pushback on like why aren't women getting married and having kids and dating men blah 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 like why are standards for men so much higher it's because women can vote and we can have our own bank accounts now like it it doesn't take a genius to put all that together right so the story takes place in 1934 and the fact that they like like each other as friends And, like, being married to each other is, like, it's a really Mm -hmm. cool kind of thing to put in there. Is it very realistic? I don't know. But we're also a fish person, so, like. (laughs) Yeah. And they're intellectual equals. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. They have a really sweet relationship. Yeah. So, I I loved that, like, because that's how they they call each other dear old pal, which is just, like, Mm -hmm. that's so friendly and cute. That's cool. So precious. Ugh. 
So yeah, I just wanted to include that because I just was like, it was really nice and cozy, like in the game to just be like, oh, that's my little bestie and my love. Like, so cute, you know? Yeah. I will say the in-between puzzle parts of the game, very mm-hmm. chill, you know, yes. very cozy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then controls, you already mentioned as well. I... I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. I only have one complaint about the controls. And um, I could actually, I probably could have done it with key bindings. I didn't want to change the key bindings. Um, but I didn't like that escape always opened the menu no matter where I was. I wanted to use escape to get out of my journal also. Yes. And that, I kept doing that, that as drove well. me nuts. Um I will say I also kept wanting to hit E to interact with things all the time instead of clicking. Um, and I think I probably could have changed that in key bindings. That one didn't bother me so much because it was easier to just like then click instead of having to then exit out of a menu and then exit out of the journal I was trying to exit out of the first time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wish escape also exited out of things. So yeah. And like out of um, like when you're interacting with an object, I wanted it to do that. I'll give it a four out of five just because yeah. I did kept keep doing that yeah and i was i did think about it about halfway through changing it but i wasn't sure if changing it i guess i don't really need the menu that much so i could have changed menu to anything um but i didn't want it to like be double bound and like cause problems and like you know Mm. so yeah um graphics if i could give this a thousand out of five i would (laughs) but i guess it gives a five out of five It'll get a five out of five. Yeah. I mean, just just gorgeous. So good. Yeah. It was really pretty. Yeah. I also really liked, um, like, her outfit and, like, her manicure. I don't know if you noticed. It was so chic and mm-hmm. polished. And, yeah. Very pretty. Um, and then our last one is... Replayability, you know. I mean, and this is not a bad thing. I mean, you said you were going to go back. Well, I'm just because I want to get all of the items, you know. I want to collect everything. I want to fill out the journal, all that kind of stuff. Um, I will give this like a two out of five because it's a very linear story. There, At the end, you get to choose between two different endings, but everything else is a linear story where you are just trying to, like, basically fill out your journal, which you don't even have to do, you know, but just getting clues, completing the puzzles, and moving on to the next stage. Mm -hmm. So I I absolutely love it. I highly recommend this. Um, It not being, like, replayable or continually playable is not a negative thing in this case for me, but I will say, like, it's – I don't think it's a game you would replay – and you can't really, like, continue playing it, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I give a one out of five. It's just not that type of game, yeah. which can be refreshing to play, yes. you know, every once in a while. Since 98% of the games that we play don't have an ending. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's something we yeah. talked about before we recorded is, like, most of the games we play don't have this, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't have an ending. Yeah. So. Well... Overall, would you call this a cozy game? I think so. I, I want to. 
Um, I think my hesitancy comes from my paranoia at the beginning of the game because I know more about Lovecraft style games and a lot of times they are like more limited combat and they're more spooky kind of games. Mm -hmm. So I was fully expecting this to have some sort of like, I don't know, lost the TV show kind of creepiness about it where like you'll look through like I was looking through in the very beginning area I'm like looking through gates I'm like is there a creepy figure standing over there I'm like constantly looking out on the horizon like can I see Cthulhu lurking in the mist like are there gonna be shadows moving because someone's watching me no there aren't this is a very casual nice cute game like there are some like more creepy elements, but nothing like persistent. It's very much like brief glimpses into obviously like the decaying sanity of people. And if you know anything about Lovecraft stuff, kind of like Lovecraftian horror is basically being burdened with information you can't comprehend with your tiny human brain. And that's what drives people mad. And so, like, you get glimpses into that, but there is no persistent spookiness, you know? Like, so I was really, like, nervous for the whole first half of the game because I was expecting that, and it was not cozy for me then. But if I replayed it, I think I, I would call this cozy. I don't think I would. Yeah. I just... I, I would say it's a chill game. To me, and what my brain thinks of as a cozy game, like, a, you know, something you can just throw on and play any day while you're snuggled up and, you know, watching YouTube or whatever. Like, yeah. it just doesn't fit that. Like, and I, that's probably the case for all, like, puzzle type games for me. Okay. So So we're split. Split decision. Split. You'll have to play it yourself yeah. and let us know. Tell us if you think it's cozy. Mm -hmm. It is a good game, though. I, it's I do recommend excellent. it, especially if you do, like, puzzle games. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, like we said, the story and the graphics are just chef's kiss, so. Yes. And I want to say, so, you know, I already said, like, we picked it up for free on the Epic Game Store. Um, full price, it's $20. Uh, I think when it's I checked yesterday, steep. it's going to be on, it's on sale for like the next week, maybe for like $10. Um, I feel like it goes on sale pretty regularly. It's not like a brand new game or anything. Um, but I mean, it's really good. I don't know if I, having played through it now, I think I'd pick it up on sale is what I would recommend. Um, $20 is kind of a hefty price for a game that's, you know, like eight hours. Yeah, but I think you're only going to play once. Yeah, yeah, but I think it is still, like, absolutely gorgeous. So mm -hmm. It for sure is. Yeah. Any other final thoughts on Call of the Sea? I don't think so. Maybe we should, you know, give more puzzle games a try. Yeah. Considering my arsenal now includes this game and Nancy Drew. <laughs> well, I really want to play um, whatever that little escape room game. I want to say it's just called Escape, 
but that feels too simple. But I have a little two-player escape room game oh, that yeah. I think you would really like. So I think we should give that one a try and see what we think. I kept thinking while I was playing it how much more fun I would be having if we were playing it together. Yeah. I was also it, thinking that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just bad at puzzles, I guess. <laughs> Not actual jigsaw puzzles. I'm amazing at those, but... I will say, so, something I found myself doing with, um, especially with RPGs, I do this a lot, and I think games have kind of grown out of this so much, but especially in the 90s and all the way up through the 2010s, game design was not, I wouldn't call it formulaic, but like when you were designing a game, it would be like, okay, and then over here along this wall, there's going to be a little niche and it has a treasure chest in it. Oh, there's a waterfall. There's a treasure chest behind it. Yes. And so I find myself constantly like when I'm playing a game, thinking like, okay, if if you were the game designer, where would you have put something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when games don't necessarily have that same, like, way that's easy for me to follow, I struggle sometimes. But I think that helped me with the puzzles because, like, especially on the Constellation one, you know, that one, you can only use constellations that you've gotten this weird little tattoo on your hand for to use those pieces for. So when I got to the next one, I'm like, okay, I just got a new one. I must use it in the next Mm -hmm. constellation I'm going to do, which was true in every case, you know, so they, they show you how to do a couple and then you combine other constellations and stuff. But like that kind of stuff I think helped me because I was like, okay, if I were a game designer, how would they walk me through completing this puzzle? Mm -hmm. You know, I really liked that that puzzle. Yeah. I think that was my favorite one. The end of that puzzle was so good. I felt like I – it felt so uh, – so It's very spoiler, rewarding. Spoiler for this puzzle. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want a spoiler for this constellation puzzle. When you get to the end, I was she was like, well, where's this fifth constellation? And I went back and I looked at the little eyes, like, look at the stars. And I literally in real life was like, oh, it's in the sky. That was so was- good. So See, good. that was the first thing that I did. And oh, I, I didn't. Wanted... I thought I was yeah. in a closed room, girl. <laughs> and I was like, girl, write this down in your journal. And so I had to write it down on a piece of paper. Oh, my God. And no. Yeah. Yeah, no. I didn't it even think good. about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Because when I walk if in. If we would have played together, we could have zoomed through this game. I know. Well, so kind of going back to, like, you know, when I play these games – I'm always like, okay, we got to check everything first. Um, I think this game does a pretty good job of like, you could really try to brute force some of these puzzles if you wanted to, you know, some of them, like the organ one, I think you could have. You'd have to get real lucky. Yeah. Um, But they do a really good job of, you can't like advance to the next level without really interacting with a lot of stuff. Like, you can't accidentally miss a whole level, which yeah. was really, really nice. You know, I did miss a couple of things, but it wasn't like I'm looking at my chapters and being like, oh, my God, I missed, like, 30%. No, I missed one freaking journal note. I missed one secret objective. You know, like, that kind of stuff is really nice because then I feel like I got to see everything. But I did spend a lot of time 
walking around before I click any freaking buttons or go through any doors. I'm literally like walking and I'm like, okay, if I were the game designer, would I want the player to go right first or do I want them to go left first? If I go left, am I going to have to come back over here? If I go right, am I going to have to come back over here? Like, mm-hmm. so I spent a lot of time like walking back and forth and exploring, like literally combing the edge of every single area to be like, did I miss anything? And of course I did, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first thing I did back. when I walked in, that was like, there's constellations on the doors. And so then I was like, okay, cool. This all checks out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look at my chapters and see how much stuff I missed. Yeah. Probably not Which that you know. much. If you were looking through your journal and saw like, you know, there weren't a ton yeah, of the big story. Spots. Yeah. 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 Well, alrighty. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you play Call of the Sea, let us know what you think about it. Um, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, what you thought about the puzzles. If there are any other games that you think that we would have fun with, any puzzle games that we could play together, um, let us know and we'll be sure to check those out. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you on our next episode. Bye. Goodbye.